Thank you for joining us today. As we continue this vital series on how we can win the battle over all kinds of temptations, God gives us everything we need to meet the challenges and enjoy the victories in our earthly lives. He assures us that He will not allow us to be tempted above our ability to resist the temptation and that He will give us a way to escape it. Why then do we repeatedly lose the battle over temptation? Listen closely with Bible, pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us on how we can win the battle over all kinds of temptations. And Father, we thank you for the privilege of preaching your gospel. We bless you in the name of Jesus. We love you. Father, what a wonderful God you are. I'm amazed that you used me in spite of myself. Thank you, Father, for this God-given privilege. We pray, Lord, that you would help me to preach in the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, I pray, God, against satanic distractions, that our minds stay focused, that we would hear thus, saith the Lord. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, Amen. Amen. Uh, we are in part six of the series entitled Overcoming Temptation. And our theme verse is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. You should be quite familiar with it, but we read it because I never get used to the reading of the word of the living God. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. It says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Before I proceed with the message, I want to say I'm going to do just a slight review. Don't turn your minds off. Repetition is the mother of all learning. And uh, I like reviews because I learn something and I pick up something and something is said slightly different. As a matter of fact, when I'm listening to messages, when I'm ministering to myself, I read so slowly and meditatively, it takes a long time for me to get through anything because I read and I go back and I reread, I underline, I highlight, I do all of this, and then I reread. Even messages from some of my favorite preachers that I love to hear from, the old and the new, I will listen to those messages two to three to four times because every time I hear it, I'm hearing something I didn't hear the last time I heard it. So you do yourself a tremendous spiritual disservice when you say, I heard that before. You don't know what God wants to say. So be just as attentive during the review. You see, you must go give a long review. No, I'm not. So, so no, I'm not. But I'm saying that for instructional purposes because sometimes Satan gets the best of us, even in the review, God wants us to glean, gain, and grow. What is temptation? Temptation is the use of deception to lead someone astray. It is to be enticed. It is to be allured. It is to be beguiled. Deception is to be seduced, to do evil, through one's fleshly desires, seduced to do evil through flattery, seduced to do evil through satanic lies. It is also that which is presented to the mind as an enticement to sin. 
That's the definition, and it's been the definition for a number of weeks, so that once we leave this series, it will be ingrained in your mind. How do believers overcome temptation? Number one, if you're not a born-again believer, then you do not have the Spirit of God living within you who is able to empower you to resist and overcome temptation. You need the Lord in your life if you're going to be victorious over temptation. Romans 10 and 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Saved, that's the gospel. I pose a question, beloved, do you have the blessed assurance in knowing that you are saved without a doubt? And all the demons can't make you, people can't make you doubt. You, you believe what the word of God says about your salvation and no one or nothing can make you waver on your salvation. It's critical that you have a saving, personal, genuine, authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. Why? Because we can die at any moment and you want to die in Christ and not out of Christ. You want to die saved and not lost. You want to die on your way to heaven and not on your way to hell. Your soul, there is eternity in your soul. When the body dies, the soul spirit does not die. It lives throughout all eternity in another dimension, either in heaven or hell, contingent upon your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you confess with your own mouth that Jesus is Lord, he's Savior, he's God, that he was born of a virgin, that he lived, and that he died on the cross, that he was buried and raised and coming back again, and I live my life, I live in, in totality of life, believing in that reality, then I'm saved without a doubt. People say, well, how do you know you're saved? Because I believe what the scripture says about my salvation. If you don't believe what the scripture says, then you have no other authority, and you will always be wondering about your salvation. The Bible tells you how to be saved, and when you believe what the Bible says, you are saved. Saved. I just need an affirmation from you, not an amen. How many of you know without a doubt that if you were to die at this very moment, you can say absolutely unequivocally, I know without a doubt, I have a personal, genuine, authentic relationship with my Savior, my Lord, and my God. Can you raise your hand on that? Amen. Amen. This is Maranatha Bible Church. And it's my heart's desire to see no one go to hell from Maranatha. Not an usher, not a deacon, not a coordinator, not a pastor, not a choir member, a praise team person, not anybody on the cameras or technicians, in the bookstore, nurseries, and all other things I can't call. You need to know that reality without a doubt. Only then can you be victorious over temptation. Number two, 
it is impossible to overcome temptation if you do not believe in a literal, real devil. It is impossible to overcome temptation if you do not believe in a literal, real devil. I gave you some scriptures, but I'm going to give you a few more. I'm only going to read one this time. I read a number of them last week, but I'm going to give you a few more new ones because it's so many scriptures that references Satan, the devil. He has a number of names. Uh, It is impossible to overcome temptation if you do not believe in a literal real devil. And we quote, we read last time and we expounded upon Job chapter one, verses six and seven. We expounded upon uh, John 8, 44, 1 Peter 5, 8, uh, Revelation 12, 9, Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 and 2, Revelation 20 and 10. Now, last week we had the verses under there, remember? And I, began, I gave you some insights into those scriptures as we went along. But for the sake of time, we'll not do that. But new scriptures I want to give you, in addition to the ones I gave you last week, is James 4, 7 is an excellent scripture. Uh, that deals with Satan. First uh, John chapter three, verse eight. We'll not read these. You can read them in your quiet time because these are scriptures on the devil. He is real. He is a real devil. The new scriptures are James four, seven, first John three, eight, Revelation 12, 12. I'll read that 12, 12 of Revelation, which says, therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows that his time is short. That's why he's so busy. He knows his time is short. I wish we could think like that, not think like the devil, but think in the reality of the brevity of life that our time is short. And Satan has deceived so many saints in thinking, oh, I have a little more time. Oh, I'm young. I'm just 20. I'm 40. You can die at two. You could have been stillborn. If you're alive today, it's by the grace of God. But your time is short. My time is short. You don't have a long time to live. What is 70 years in light of thousands of years, thousands of years. What is, what is 70 years? And it goes so fast. It looks like when you're young, look like time moves so slow. You don't know what to do yourself. And all of a sudden you're 50. <laughs> then you're 70 and you wonder how you got there. <laughs> it's moving with a sense of rapidity. Time is not planned. That's one of the things I like about heaven. I can't wait till I get to Revelation. Uh, when we get to Revelation, time will be no more. It won't even be your friend because there is no time in heaven. We can't think of space-time contingency and all that stuff. You can't think of that. Because we've been in time all of our life. Uh, we've been so time conscientiousness and all these things until it's hard to think Uh, outside of time. God is not bound by time. People who do not believe in a real devil are ignorant. People who do not believe in a real devil are greatly deceived. They are set up to be exploited and used by the devil because they don't believe in him. 
People who do not believe in a literal real devil are defiant and they are rebellious. I don't believe a devil. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in nothing. I just believe in me. I have a question for you. Do you believe in God? Do you believe in a real devil? If you don't, you have been duped by Satan to doubt or even deny the reality of the existence of God is the ultimate sin. You don't believe in God? That's the ultimate sin. I mean, if you don't believe in God, how are you saved? If you don't believe in God, how can you believe in creation? How do you believe in Genesis 1-1? If you don't, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Nothing makes sense without God. I believe God. I want to breathe my last breath saying, I believe God. I believe there is a literal devil and he is not my friend. I believe in hell, but even greater, I believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the capstone of the Christian faith. Number three, to overcome temptation, you must put on the whole armor of God and prepare to fight a good fight against Satan and his evil forces. To be victorious over Temptation, you must put on the whole arm of God and prepare to fight a good fight against Satan and his evil forces. Ephesians 6, 12 through 13 says, it is a profound passage that we must give attention to. For we do not wrestle. Many times it's a wrestle. It's spiritual warfare against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against, look, the cosmic powers over this present darkness against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places, the heavenly realm. Therefore, put on the full arm of God so that when the day of evil comes, do you realize we are in the day of evil? Look east, west, north, south. You can go from Canada down to Mexico to Central America. You can go wherever you want to go. You go to Disney. It's it's a lot of sin down in there, you know. It's evil. Evil's everywhere. Where can you get from evil on this side? Therefore, put on the full arm of God so that when the day of evil come, which is here, you may be able to stand. Say stand. Stand. Say stand. Say stand. Stand. A little bit louder. Say stand. Stand. Stand your ground. And after you have done everything, stand. In other words, keep on standing. Keep on standing. At any age, stand. If you're on a crutch, cane, walker, that have to help you stand, stand. Stand. Stand in the power of God. Beloved, the Lord requires and expect believers to fight the good fight of faith because we are literally living in a world that is filled with demonic rulers. We're dealing with, with ranks and file of demons in the demonic realm. We're dealing with powers in high places. We're dealing with uh, evil forces in this world system, spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly realm. They are invisible to the naked eye, but they are alive and they are powerful and they move and they have agendas. They, they think they can talk, they can interact 
It's a whole lot. And they are under the authority of Satan, those demons are. He's the chief behind it all. They have a destructive agenda against us. Beloved, if you do not realize that the war is on, you will not put on the whole armor of God and live in a state of readiness if you do not realize that the war is on. Number four, we must expect temptation because Jesus himself was tempted by the devil. You got to expect it. Then you're not so taken aback when it happens. We must expect temptation because Jesus himself was tempted by the devil, which means that no one is exempt from temptation. Matthew chapter four, verse one says, Then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Beloved, Jesus himself was tempted. Therefore, we should not expect to live in this world and not be tempted by the world, the flesh and the devil. It is impossible to live in this life and not be tempted by the enemy. Jesus was tempted and so will you. He did not get by and neither will you expect temptation. Then you're not surprised when it comes. Number five. We overcome temptation by knowing that Satan often tempts us in our weakest moments. We overcome temptation by knowing that Satan often tempts us in our weakest moments. We all have moments of weakness. Don't pretend that you're strong every minute of the day. Matthew chapter 4 verses 2 through 4 says, And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Every word that comes from the mouth of God is the word of God. Every word from this book is how we're to live. We're to ingest, spiritually ingest, ingest the word of God. Beloved, Jesus was in the wilderness 40 days and 40 nights without food, which left his physical body hungry and weak. This is why Satan says, oh, I got you now. You're weak. 40 days without food. I know you want to eat, Jesus. You're hungry. Look, (laughs) do this, Jesus. If you're the son of God, he knows he is. Command these stones to become loaves of bread. And Jesus could have done it. But Jesus don't answer to Satan. And neither should you. Beware. Satan knows how to exploit you and me when we are most vulnerable. And he will use every satanic tool at his arsenal to get you to yield to temptation. He will go to any lengths. He knows no limits to get you to fall, to embarrass you, to humiliate you, to set you back, to put you in a lifetime of recovery. Uh, He knows your moments. He knows when you're subject to yield. He knows your strengths and your weaknesses. He's been studying you since the the day of your birth and then before. He He knows your mother and your grandparents. He knows your kinfolk. Number six, if you love sin, then you are destined to fall in temptation. But if you hate sin, you will do whatever it takes to keep yourself from falling prey to it. If you love sin, 
then you are destined to fall into sin. Why do people sin? People sin because they love it. They love it, love it, love it. They sin because they love it. It feels good to the flesh. And you kick that flesh in, that lust in, you can't put it in reverse when you get it in forward. They sin because they love it. But if you hate sin, you will do whatever it takes to keep yourself from falling prey to it. 1 John 3, 6 says, no one who abides in him, referencing Christ, keeps on sinning, living a lifestyle of sin. No one who abides in Christ, continues in Christ, keep on living a lifestyle of sin. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. You live in sin and sin is all embedded in your life. And you sit here Sunday after Sunday hearing the word of God and you continue your lifestyle, your sinful lifestyle, in spite of what you hear, you will damn your own soul to hell. Transformation should occur because of the authoritative word of the living God. A sure sign of maturing in Christ is that believers will sin to a lesser degree because of their faithfulness to him. The more faithful you are to Christ, the less sin will there be in your life. There will be a decreasing sin factor in your life. Listen, there will be a what? Say decreasing. There will be a decreasing sin factor in your life as you grow stronger in your relationship with the Lord and hate sin and hate sin. Number seven, if believers desire to be victorious over temptation, if believers desire to be victorious over temptation, we must be filled with the Holy Spirit. If believers desire to be victorious over temptation, we must be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5, 18. It says in the Christian Standard Bible, and don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living, but be filled with the Spirit. Just like one, when one is under the influence of alcohol and they... Um, doing all kinds of things. They can't stand. They're wavering. They're talking crazy. They're acting like a fool because they are under the influence. So must we be under the influence of the Holy Spirit, which gives us wisdom. The Holy Spirit helps us to think. The Holy Spirit helps us to live life from God's perspective when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, there comes joy, the spirit of singing. Uh, when we're filled with the spirit, there comes liberation, uh, enthusiasm, all because of being filled by the spirit. Now, you say, what does it mean to be filled by the spirit? It says, but be filled by the spirit. You know, be filled by the spirit. To be filled with the spirit is to allow the Holy Spirit to be in control of our lives. This is a doctrinal aspect to this message. To be filled with the Spirit is to allow the Holy Spirit to be what? In control of our lives. The Holy Spirit is a gift given to all believers in Jesus Christ without exception. Anyone who is genuinely saved has the Holy Spirit living within him or her. Okay? The Holy Spirit is a gift given to all believers in Jesus Christ without exception. The Bible teaches that anyone who accepts Jesus Christ, 
as Lord and Savior receives the Holy Spirit at the moment of salvation. As a matter of fact, it is the Holy Spirit that's working the work of regeneration as you're being saved. God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. Nothing catches him by surprise. He is always ready, willing, and able to hear us, answer our prayers, and sustain us. When we call upon the Lord, Satan will flee, because he and his limited power can in no way stand in the presence of our power source. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. The Maranatha Bible Church family invites you to worship with us on Grandparents' Day, Sunday, September the 10th at 10 a.m. During this special worship celebration, grandparents will be honored for the spiritual foundation they have laid to guide present and future generations through life's earthly journey. Join us. You will be spiritually blessed. The Maranatha Bible Church invites you to join us for a family symposium on Wednesday, September the 13th at 6.30 p.m. The first book of the Bible emphasizes the priority God placed on the family when he created us in his image. In this event, we will be featuring professionals who will present a wide range of topics on vital issues, which will educate and strengthen the family.